Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The only. Well, here I am again with a chance for each of our couples to win $2,000. And there's even a chance somebody might leave here with $10,000. If any of our couples say the secret word, the duck will come down and pay him an extra 100 bucks. The word tonight is on. Carrier at Sea is the greatest show on earth. The ship, the stage. The crew, the player. So, Fortune Quinn, please, and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to your Betcha Life. Say the secret word, and you each get an extra $50. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Kent Moore and Sue Loveless, eh? Sue, you're much too attractive to remain loveless. Are you married? Yes, I am. Oh, you are. End the conversation. <laughs> what does your husband do for a living? He's a police officer. Double end of conversation. <laughs> How long have you been married to this policeman in the bed? Uh, two years. Two? Uh, three years. <laughs> Don't you remember? That... Well, it's confusing at times. We have six children. You have six children? <laughs> yes. You said you know how to get the most out of your green stamps. <laughs> well, would you explain this mathematical phenomenon? Yes. When we were married, my husband had three children and I had three. They made six. Oh. Sue, do the six kids keep you pretty busy? Well, yes, Or do they... you have much time for other hobbies? Well, they keep me pretty busy, but I still have time to work. I'm a waitress over at the Red Barn in Panorama City. Oh. Well, do you have to work? Yes, I do. We ran up a pretty big bill last summer, and I've been trying to pay it off. Oh? What happened? It all started when Kenneth Sue woke up at about 4 o'clock in the morning with a tummy ache, and it turned out to be appendicitis. This is the one of your kids? Yes, this is my oldest little girl. Your oldest? How old is she? Uh, she's almost ten. Mm-hmm. Nine days later, uh, Carol Dean woke up and she had a tummy ache and it was appendicitis too. And then nine days after that, 
uh, Esther got up and she was sick and it was appendicitis too. How old was Esther? Well, she's almost ten too. Ten to what? <laughs> well, how did the other three kids feel about it? Didn't they all feel kind of left out that they didn't have appendicitis? Well, no, because uh, four hours after Esther went into surgery, uh, Judy was sick with the tummy ache too, and she had hers out. And then the next night, uh, Carol Mignon got real sick, and she went in and she had an appendectomy also. Five out of six kids had their appendix out at the same time? Yes. I don't know what that doctor does for a living, but he sure makes a fortune on the side. <laughs> well, is this true? I mean, this sounds incredible, this whole thing. Yes, it is. Actually happened. It actually happened. Now, where was your husband? Do? Was he much help during this crisis? Well, he was fine until he went in for his appendectomy. <laughs> you had his out next? Yes. Uh, we left the hospital around midnight, and he was back in the hospital at 4.20 the next morning. Your family has had more opening nights than the whole history, the whole history of the theater girls in New York. Well, is there any more to this story? And if there is, hurry up and finish it, because I'm getting a strange feeling in my stomach. Well, uh, Sunday afternoon, my babysitter came in, and uh, she came to see if I needed her to babysit. Of course, I didn't, because everybody was in the hospital. In the hospital, huh? Well, so... It's a good idea, having all the kids there together. <laughs> you save a bucket for the evening, you know, on a babysitter. So, uh... Her boyfriend told me that she hadn't been feeling very well, and I was called her parents, and I talked to them, and at 6 o'clock, she was in for an appendectomy. Well, then she could take care of the kids anyway. <laughs> right, How so. about the sixth kid? Uh, what's holding it up? Hasn't it got an appendix? Well, she has one, and it's been a little rough on her because every time she gets a tummy ache, of course, she either goes to the hospital or to the doctor's office. Yeah, but it isn't a, an appendix. No, no. She's Shame. different. Have you spoken to her about this? No, she's spoken to us about it. I think she's got a right to complain. <laughs> now, let, let's get the figure straight. How many operations were involved, and how many days did they take? Well, in our family, there were six, and it took 21 days. Well, did you ever find out what caused all these appendectomies? No, it just all boiled down to three coincidences. You know, you ought to write a book about your experiences. And don't put in anything in the first part of the book. Right. Tell the whole story at the end in the appendix. <laughs> Can you imagine what would have happened to us if the secret word this week had been appendix? <laughs> We'd have been wiped out. Well, let's find out your story. What kind of a job have you got, uh, Mr. Moore? Uh, I don't have a job. I'm in business for myself. Well, what do you do? What is your racket? I mean, uh, what is the profession that you in? I'm a gasoline distributor. I have the franchise for Hancock Gasoline in the east end of the San Fernando Valley and La Cunada and around there. Why do you keep raising the prices? <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, raising the price of crude that does it. I have no uh, yeah. control over it. I see. Unfortunately. But you're not uh, unwilling to raise them, though. Oh, no. No, no. <laughs> well, we're always interested in success stories. Let's have yours. What is your formula for success? Well, that's pretty hard to explain. Well, you don't have to explain it to me. I want you to explain it to the tax department. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, go ahead and explain it. First, and there... slow, because this is a very difficult cigar to light. <laughs> First, uh, there are two kinds of people in the world. Yeah. Live and dead. <laughs> well, I, I, so far, we've got nothing. <laughs> I didn't mean that specifically. Uh, what I meant was uh, there are two kinds of fellows who... Uh, uh, one uh, likes to work for himself. He likes to be in business for himself and be his own boss and take the gambles and the 
and the danger that goes with the private enterprise uh, of his own. And uh, then there are fellows who prefer to work for corporations. And I don't deprecate that at all, but it isn't for me. Well, did you know private enterprise? He was in the same regiment with me during the last... Had that pleasure. Oh, he was a, quite a war hero. So, do you do anything else besides make money? Well, yes. Uh, I work with the associations. I'm uh, president of the California Petroleum Marketers Council. He looks like real money, this guy, doesn't he? <laughs> and uh, for the period of 18 years, I have uh, taught uh, uh, salesmanship at USC one night a week. And, um, of course, during the war, we missed a few semesters because we didn't have quite enough... Uh, students, but aside from that, it's been well, 18 years. Well, that's where years. private enterprise was there. Doing <laughs> that. Well, how do you go about teaching salesmanship? What is the best technique? Do you use a club or a revolver? Or? Well, no. no. Innate persuasiveness. Yeah, no. Uh, you uh, telling jokes or something? Well, yes. Uh, what you try to do is to bring the academic and the practical and mix them together, and uh, to sugarcoat the educational pill, you occasionally tell a... Uh, oh, this uh, is a smoothie, this guy. Uh, <laughs> You occasionally tell a humorous, illustrative anecdote. Well, could you give that's us an example talk. of a humorous, illustrious uh, anecdote? <laughs> Actually, that's university talk for joke. Yeah. And you uh, don't like to use the right words for anything. <laughs> well, uh, you have a whole series of sidesteppers that you use. <laughs> well, give us a joke, huh? Well, we, uh, it has to be apropos and. Uh, university, we don't tell stories just to be funny, but we tell them that they're so that they're apropos. Now, many fellows, uh, who is apropos? Do you mean the poet? Do you mean, uh... Well, that's a French word, and I hope uh, it means what I think it does. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure it does, but let's get on with it. Uh, one uh, story, uh, that, Edgar uh, Allan apropos, right? <laughs> One story is about, uh, well, let's uh, go back. Uh, many salesmen are afraid to sell other salesmen, and they're afraid to sell, fa sell sales managers. And uh, when I'm talking about that, why well, I bring in the story about the chap who had a, a hunting dog, and uh, his name was Salesman, and a wonderful hunting dog. Whenever you go out with this hunting dog, you get birds. And uh, one fellow reserved him for three seasons, and always got birds. But the fourth season, he came out, took this dog out, and uh, didn't get anything. And he came back very irate to the owner. And he said, the dog is no good. He's lazy. He just won't work. And the owner said, I blame myself. He says, I blame myself. You know, that's, uh, that dog's named Salesman. And he's been doing so good for so many seasons, I figured I'd give him a little raise in prestige and, uh, and title. And so I began calling him Sales Manager. Now all he wants to do is sit around and bark at the other dog. <laughs> Is that the whole joke? No wonder you had such a small class of you. They were all willing to enlist. Uh, well, I hate to break up this conversation. I'd like to hear a few more jokes, but the time has come to play your bet. How do you like that joke? And, Sue, who knows? Uh, maybe you can win enough to treat all your customers to an appendectomy. Would mm -hmm. you like that? That would be real nice. Okay. You select the general information. I'll ask you some questions. If you miss two in a row, you're out. If you get four in a row right, you win a thousand dollars. Have you got your appendix? I'm afraid I have. Uh... Would you like it clipped? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. General information is your category. If you get four in a row right, you win a thousand dollars. How often is the regular United States census taken? Talk it over. I don't know. Do you... 
We think it's ten. You're right. You're absolutely right. And you have one right, three more right, and you'll have a thousand dollars. To what religious sect did William Penn belong? You know, we think it's the Quaker. Quaker Oath, that's right. Two more right, and you'll have a thousand dollars. What one word did Poe's Raven say? We think never more. Never more is right. Say, you, you're getting up in the world here. You're almost there. The next one right, and you'll have a thousand dollars. Foundations for the United Nations were laid in 1944 at a conference near Washington, D.C. What was the name of this conference? Dumbarton Oak. That's right. Oh, you're a smart guy. This fellow's right. Corner all right. You have one thousand dollars. Now you've won a thousand dollars. You can keep it and quit. You can come back later and try to win double your money. You may even get a chance at ten thousand. Go over there and sit down. You sit on his lap and think it over. <laughs> and thanks for being on the show. stamp-sized copies of your favorite photograph. Gum for sealing the cards, invitations, letters, albums, you name it. 100 photo stamps, only $3. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. It's easy. Just send your name, address, and $3 check or money order to Treasure Chest, Box 1312, San Juan. Picture you mail may be color or black and white, any size up to 5 by 7. Copies are black and white. That's Treasure Chest, P.O. Box 1312, San Juan, Puerto Rico, 00902. Delivery two to three weeks. Your original photo returned with shipment. This is Valentina Penberthy and Mr. Youp Wooters are waiting to talk to you, Groucho. Stop yodeling, <laughs> I'm not sure of that either. So, folks, you come in, please, and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to your bet your life. Say the ticket, boy, and you take home an extra hundred dollars. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Let's see. Valentina Pemberthy and Jupe Wooters. Is that the right way you pronounce it? Jupe. Yope. Yope. Just Jupe. Oh. Right. Give him enough yope and he'll hang himself. Yeah, that's right. Maybe it's you. Yope, are you a cowboy? Nope. I'm wrong. You wait, couldn't you be a cowboy in Holland? No, not easy. Mm-hmm. Not too many cows over there, I guess. Now, you're, uh, you're, uh, Joe Penworthy, is that right? No, Valentina Penworthy. Oh, you're Valentina. Oh, I see. Now I got it straight, huh? Where are you from, Valentina? From the southern France. So, oh, oh, you're, are you married? Yes. How long have you been married, then? Quite a few years. You don't want to say, huh? Mm-hmm. You have any children? Two. Two boys. How old are these kids? 33 and 44. <laughs> Well, in that case, you've been married at least 45 years. Mm-hmm. You've been married a long time. What system do you use to keep the partnership together? Try to keep my husband healthy, first of all. You try to keep him healthy? When I cook, I never throw the vegetable water away. I just... They are full of vitamins and minerals. You I just don't the, throw them away. You keep the vegetable water and throw your husband away, is that <laughs> Well, how does this keep your husband healthy? Do you put it in his bathtub and let him soak in the vegetable water? No, I think... I you... cook with that water. I oh. use that water in my cooking because oh, it has all the vitamins and the minerals. Yes. And I always, always start his meals with a big green salad. You do? Uh, well, in addition to hitting the old carrot water, do you do anything else to keep physically fit? Uh... 
I like very much fresh air, and I like to take deep breaths. You like to breathe, huh? Breathe. Well, that's, that's deep breath. Doesn't everybody... Uh, well, show us what you mean, Bob. Well, this is the way I breathe. I take time in breathing. I do. Yeah. Well, we've got to all night here. I get time in breathing. You know, one more deep breath like that and your life will suck me right down your throat. <laughs> well, Yoke, let's get back to you. You say you're from Holland? Where exactly in Holland? Well, I'm from Nutspeg. There was about this size. You say you're Nutspeg or what? Nutspeg. Huh? This size. You moved to the Hague. Oh, no. Let's start all over yeah. again. <laughs> you say you're a nutswag and you move to the Hague. <laughs> what sort of work do you do, Yoke? Um, I'm a photographer. You're a photographer? Cartographer. Cartographer? What is that? Is it something you put before the horse? No. You put the cartographer before the horse? No, no. No, nothing to change. Yeah. Mess You're a mess maker? Yeah. Browning mess. Well, what is a mess? Is that what you call that stuff you find in the bottom of your pocket? No, not that. Maybe uh, you drive. They used to call it flush, you know. Huh? You drive from the, in your car, you know. When you're in the car. You drive yeah. when you're in your car. Yes, yeah. You're and then you can drive the top on the top up, yeah. You're having quite a conversation. Now, are you getting voice anyway? Let's start all over again. What did you say your name was? <laughs> now, what is mess? A mess. I draw mess. Oh, so, mess. Match. Oh, match. That's how I pronounce it wrong. Match. match. Okay. Oh, match. Match. All right. You said match. Well, I didn't know what you meant. Well, a map, a map in Dutch sounds like that, you know. You get a map around your ears. It slipped me in the face, you say, over here. You got to put me in your feet. That's me. I wear it. I usually wear earmuffs when it's cold, huh? I may put them on here tonight, huh? Are you for high rot, yo? For high rot? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for higher. Yeah, but what did that mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too close. Yeah, yeah, too close. Yeah, yeah. Two ones in a while, eh? Well, the western part or the eastern part, but you're too close. My coast father come from Holland. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, can't fly snacking. Can't fly snacking. No, but that's low German, Plattois. Which day is that me? Now, in Plotich, you say, like, uh, Mother, when are we going to have lunch? In Plotich, you'd say, Motive and Frag me Middock. You say into that, Joe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a slow German. That's a right by the Holland border, da. No. Yeah, we used to have a Holland border in our house, one. Yeah, but if you know what it is, we had all of our, we only would pay six dollars a week. We threw him out right on his map. Now, let's understand. Are you Mr. Yoke? No. Well, you're not Mr. Yoke. That's Mr. Yoke. <laughs> well, Yoke, have you and your wife had any exciting experiences since you've been in L.A., such as crossing the freeway on foot? Well, <laughs> well um, we didn't uh, cross only the freeway on foot. We uh, crossed via the, this continent. Uh, three times from coast to coast. You crossed the continent from coast three to coast? Three times were over something. Over uh, hitchhiking. And what, hitchhiking? You yeah. walked? Yeah. Hit, oh, we walked at least 600 miles from the 20,000. You miles mean you traveled all over by thumb? Yeah. 
from uh, so Vancouver, Dutch Thompson Queens. can do anything, you know. Yeah, quite a bit. Last one I heard about plugged up a dike. Yeah, that's the whole story. I heard Is that me. true? I haven't heard over here the first time in my life. Never heard it in Holland. You never heard it in Holland? No. They let me read it. It sounds pretty silly, doesn't it, huh? Well, you're a charming couple, and it's been an experience talking to you. However, the time has come for you to win some money. So let's get ready to play your bet your life. You know how to play this game, right? Yes. One answer I between you. And what you want with You do, huh? All right, you select the spelling. I'll keep giving you words to spell until you either get four in a row right or two in a row wrong. Now get together on a single answer. Ready? Spell the word alloy, meaning a combination of metal. Alloy. A-W-L-O-Y. Give me again. A-W-L-O-Y. That's right, that's right. Did you know that? Yes. Yeah. You have one right. <laughs> I figure if he knows it, anybody will <laughs> You have one right, three more right, and you'll have $1,000. Spell the word appearance like the way you look tonight. A-W-P-E-A-R-A-N-C-E. You're halfway to $1,000. Spell the word saccharin, meaning sweet, sugary. Saccharin? Saccharin. S-A-C-H-A-R-I-N-E. I know, but you spelled it incorrectly, and we can't give you two chances at the same okay. word. It isn't fair to yoke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not off yet. You see, you only, know. you only have one wrong. Don't get the next one wrong. Just, however. just be calm. Spell the word. What's that? Saccharin. S A C C. H-A-R-I-N-E. See, I know it because I have it in front of me. <laughs> if I had it in back of me, I wouldn't know anything. <laughs> Spell the word parallel, meaning to lie even everywhere. Please repeat it. Parallel. Parallel. P-A-R-A-W-L-E-L. Parallel. Again? P-A-R-A-W-L-E-L. That's right. That's right. All right, we're back on the right track now. Three more right and you have $1,000. Spell the word aquarium, where you keep fish. A Q U A R I U M. Absolutely right. Two more right, and you'll have a thousand dollars. Spell the word recollect, meaning to recall, remember. R E C O W L E C T. You have won the money. No, you haven't. No, no. you're pretty near one. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you only got three right. The next one is it. Spell the word instrument like a violin. Instrument. I N S T R U N E N T. That is very good. I'm glad you wanted that. Wait a minute. I'm glad you wanted that. Oh, wait a minute. Yope, you did a wonderful job. Thank you. I expected it. You only won $1,000. Now, you can keep it and quit, or you can come back at the end of the show and try to double your money. You may even get a crack of $10,000. So go over there and sit down and think it over. No matter what decision you come to, thanks for being on the show. one moment, we'll find out if either or both of our couples will try for the big money. Roger, both of our couples are going to try for the big money. So, once again tonight, we're going to have two big questions. First, here are Sue Loveless and Kent Moore, all set to try for two or $10,000. You decide to go for the big question. Yes. Remember, if you miss it, you wind up with a total of $500. Are you still going to go for the big money? Yes. One of you pick a number from one to ten. The other one spin the wheel. 
Any number besides the one you pick comes up, the question is worth $2,000. However, if your number comes up, this question is worth $10,000. And you, what number have you chosen? You say four, you spin the wheel. Give it a spin. So this question is worth 2000 if you win. Ready? A popular picture in many American homes is the horse fair. For $2,000, tell me the name of the French artist who painted this and numerous other popular studies of horses. Talk it over. the answer you've decided upon. We'll guess on Picasso. No, it's Rosa Bonheur. <laughs> B-O-N-H-E-U-R. It's a very famous We even had it in school. I don't know what you did. I'm sorry you missed it, but anyway, you wind up with $500. That isn't so bad. Congratulations. Thank you. And thanks for being with us, Mark. <laughs> now, here are Valentina Pembrothy and Yoke Wooters, all set to take their chance on the big money. So come on back out here, folks. Now, you've decided to go for the big question. Remember, if you miss it, you wind up with a total of $500. Are you still going to go for the big money? No, I think so. We could try it anyway. Now, one of you pick a number from 1 to 10, and the other one spin the wheel. If any number besides the one you pick comes up, this question is worth $2,000. However, if your number comes up, this question is worth $10,000. All right, now what number do you want? You say 9, you spin the wheel. Give it a good spin. Anyway... Uh, So the question is worth $2,000 or $500 if you lose. The brilliant natural gifts of Alexander the Great were developed under the tutelage of a famous Greek philosopher. For $2,000, who was Alexander's great teacher? Talk it over. decided on. Sophocles. No, you're close. It's Aristotle. So, sorry you missed, but you wind up with $500. That isn't too bad. Congratulations, and thanks for being with us. Good night.